Tina Charles at Coast FM. Good morning. Thanks for joining us here with the Gardening Gang. Pete and Sherlin back in the chair here at our Gosford Studios. Sherlin, good to see you. You're looking fabulous after I haven't seen you for about eight weeks and you must have dropped two dress sizes, I reckon. <laughs> I have lost a little bit of weight, I have. Thank you very much for noticing, Mr Little. And you're looking very uh, trim, taut and terrific yourself, I have to say. Well, it's only because I've been walking so much over the last couple of weeks around parts of Australia that uh, I hadn't been to before. Uh-huh. Uh, but most of it was driving, by the way, in that uh, beautiful little van that uh, was put together by Alan Graham's Caravans. Mm-hmm. And we had great fun. So we covered lots of parts of Australia. We'll talk mm. about some of those today. We're also going to visit Grass. This morning, Jacarandas. Because it's Jacaranda ah, time. Ah, there you go. There you go. Yes, we're going to go. Oh. Not international, but sort of okay. interstate. Okay. Intrastate. That's going to be great. In the meantime, you've got uh, the topic down here is being beans today. And when I beans. think of beans, I think of irons, <laughs> baked beans, 57 varieties. Well, we do have a recipe Why from uh, MC. Well, look, beans are a really good thing to grow year-round, but they grow particularly well if you plant them at this time of the year on the central coast. And if you do, last week we were talking about Christmas planting, things to get ready for Christmas. You'll definitely have lots of yummy beans for the Christmas roast or to toss in to a salad as well. What? Beans in a salad? Haven't you had beans in a salad? Never. Green beans, like long green never. beans chopped up and you just blanch them and throw... Oh, come on, you haven't lived, Pete. I've had a salad, I think. Oh, Didn't really? I? Oh, no, no. What about what about the, the old-fashioned 1980s layered salad? I'm sure everyone remembers that. There was like a layer of... I can't even remember. Somebody will have to know out oh, there. We just had there was a layer of beans. In those days. Just coleslaw. That's all we had. There's <laughs> no it. beans in coleslaw, let me tell you. No, there's no beans in coleslaw. But we're talking beans today, and we can grow them here. They they do really really well. Lots of different types of beans. MC is also giving us his baked bean recipe as well. I had a little chat to him about the topic, and he was very excited about that. And then later on in the show, we've got a, a new pet vet joining us, Liza, and she's talking about how to give your plant, or your pets some medicine. And then Lachlan's talking about auctions. Imagine if you're the only person at an auction. What do you do? Do you still keep bidding, Pete? We'll find out about that. But first hour, beans. All right. Well, you've chosen a song this morning. I have. Uh, just for me. So I have. hit that button. Off you go. Hit I it. missed you. Look <laughs> Sebastian, and welcome back with Pete Little and Cheryl and Darcy. And uh, although uh, I'm back in the chair today, you're going to be away next week in Cairns. I am off to Cairns on Tuesday. I have not seen my family since before the horrible pandemic, so that'll be fantastic. I shifted my trip a little bit right because it's the Australian Community Broadcasting Awards in Cairns as well. So myself and station manager Sarah are heading there on the weekend, next weekend. Oh, it's going to take you two people to bring all the awards. Oh, we're going to have so much fun, Pete. We're going to have too much fun. Well, we are nominated for two awards, not the Gardening Gang this year. Um, Better luck next week, next year, Pete. We'll try again, okay? But... It doesn't take away from the fact that Raw, our Monday night program for youth living with disability, has been nominated for Best New Program in Australia. Yay! 
And also the boys at Homebrew have also been nominated for Best Australian Music Content as so well. there's potential Yay! two awards out for there's grabs potential. for potential radio station. Yeah, so Sarah, station Great. manager Sarah and myself are putting our best glad rags on in uh, cans. <laughs> we're, off to, we're off to the Shangri-La <laughs> Ballroom. Oh, and uh, you can just imagine oh, what happens in cans stays in cans. <laughs> yes, well, say no more. That's right, but I've got my family to fall back on, so I do have a week of reporting about tropical things. So next week's show is all about tropical plants on the Central Coast. So I'll be talking to some experts in Cairns and filing a couple of reports on what to do with our tropical plants once they come away from sunny far north Queensland and we put them in uh, temperate Central Coast, how to keep them alive. Well, the Gardening Gang this week, of course, being sponsored by Alan Graham's Caravans and RVs and also as a doormaster, security doors and windows. Mm. Beans are the topic today. Yeah, that's right. Let's get into it. Beans. Okay. Well, let's talk about beans and where did they originally come from? But it was the Romans. No. No. <laughs> You're I wrong, Pete, not the Romans. Anywhere? No, no, no. Uh, think a little bit hotter than that. Central and South America is where most of the beans come from that we know today as the common bean. It's a wild vine. Well, it was a wild vine found over there. But here's a fa- fun fact. We've been cultivating and eating beans for probably about 5,000 years. We love our beans. It's a legume. They're just delicious any way you like them. You can have them baked beans, as we said. You can eat them fresh off the vine and you can throw them in a salad. I'm going to bring you a salad one day. <laughs> Don't go putting that sort of rubbish in salad. Oh, my Come goodness. On. What about a nice uh, Chinese? What are the Chinese beans they use? Oh, snake beans. Snake beans. Yeah, well, they do use different ones, but snake beans. You can grow snake beans here on the coast. another bean they also have too, which is, uh, I've just forgotten the name of the. Ones I find in Chinese Japanese. food. Oh, Chinese or Japanese? Japanese. Chinese food. Chinese food. Hmm. Um, I'm trying to think a, now. It's a sort of a flat bean. A flat it's very bean. tangy. Oh, just I can't Has remember it? the name of the darn thing. Oh, well, anyway, not to worry. No, that's all right. I'm sure someone will ring up and uh, let us know about that. But beans, you can get them in now. They don't really like sandy soil, Pete, so uh, we've got a bit of a problem with that on the Central Coast in a lot of places. We do have sandy soil, so you need to put in a lot of nice, rich, organic matter in there. So lots of compost, well-rotted manure a couple of weeks before you're about to plant your beans in there. And also your soil needs to be really, really well-drained. Some are bushing beans and some are climbing beans. So have a look on the label or on your bean seeds to start with. So bushing beans, just like it sounds, it just grows like a little bush. That's what it does. Some of them can, some of the climbers can get up to two metres in height and bushing beans get to about 40 centimetres, depending on type as well. If you've got climbing beans, you're going to need a trellis of some sort to put in for it to grow, for them to grow up and um, just be very mindful when you're feeding your beans. A liquid-based preparation or a manure tea after they're established does really well, but beans get all the nitrogen they need because they fix it from the air around them, so don't overfeed them. Overfeeding beans will actually upset this balance and it'll cause damage to the plant, so you need to be very, very careful with feeding them. Also, beans do not like to be overwatered, so get your watering just right. You can kill them with too much moisture. That's death to beans. So the number one thing is do not plant them too close together. That's what you see all the time in this temperate area. So, you know, if you're down in Tasmania or somewhere, you can put them a little closer together because they don't mind being buddies. But uh, beans aren't buddies on the Central Coast. They need a little bit of breathing space around them. I know the name of it now. Soybeans. 
Are they like beans, beans? Soy, soy beans? beans, yeah. Okay. You're, you're, I've I forgotten the word bloody soya. What, what? Oh, okay. I think that's Japanese, though. Oh, okay. Well, that's oh, it. I was, I was just thinking, thinking about the other bean varieties in the world. Ah. Apart from those green ones, soy beans is the other one. Yep, and yep, the yep. black beans is the other one, too. So, so, yes. Which is often in those uh, Chinese meals. Black beans are, yeah, they black are. Bean, and the, and they're legumes, sauce, that's beautiful. it. So oh, yeah, it is, isn't it? Yum, you're making me... We should go and have a Chinese okay, lunch indeed. after this. So that's how that's how you um, that's how you grow beans on the central so coast. This in wet weather's areas. not good for beans, huh? Look, it's it is really wet, so I would be spacing them a little bit further apart than probably normal, and I'd make sure I'd mound up the soil before I put it in. So you're growing them in little mounds as well. Space, 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 because they can get hit with fungal issues very, very easily. The other thing is because it is so moist, you've got to get that soil right and make sure that it is very well draining because. With all the rain, you don't want it pooling around. And I wouldn't be planting. This is a really good tip with lots of things like this, especially in this rainy weather. Plant them in the highest areas of your garden. So have a look. You know, every it, nobody has got a billiard table flat garden. So have a look at where it's a little higher and that's where the beans should be. And, of course, they need full sun as well. Well, in just a tick, we'll take you uh, way out of the bean varieties and get into mm. jacarandas. Because we'll take our microphone, as I did this week, uh, to Grafton and talk about the upcoming Grafton, f- oh, the beautiful Jackaranda Festival. All in bloom this weekend. Yeah, Stay this is it. You're right at home with the Gardening Gang, Coast FM 963. Road Trip Radio. Stick around and enjoy the show. Today we've got the Road Trip Radio Caravan in Grafton in northern New South Wales. And when you think of Grafton, you think of jacarandas, the lovely lilac tree colour that comes out every year. And it's just about Grafton's jacaranda time. Pete Cook, who was a presenter on Coast FM for many, many years and has moved to Grafton some years ago with his lovely wife, and he's with us today to talk about the fabulous Grafton Jacaranda Festival. Good morning, Pete. Got you Good back morning. on the radio, mate. You didn't think you'd be back on the Coast FM again? No, it's been <laughs> four and a half years. Okay. Good morning, Grafton. Good morning to Grafton. Good morning, Central Coast. Uh, now, when you came to Grafton those couple of years ago, did you realise that there was this big impact of the Jacaranda tree in Grafton? It's nothing I really consider, but four and a half years... Here, I've become somewhat of a jacaranda observer. The natural phenomenon of the jacaranda blooming at a particular week in every year, and it's... Uh, like so it's a certain work. week, is it? Like, yes, is that? it like, is. Like, it's maybe like climate-based, you know, middle of springtime, but no, because we've had some cool weather, but the jacarandas are coming out right on cue, which is well, the that... last week in October... Okay, looking at the back of your house here, there's a big tree, a big jacaranda, and I'd say maybe 10% has turned to lilac or purple, whichever you colour you And I would say in about four days' time it will be in full bloom. Okay, so by the weekend, by the time we go to air with this, you reckon it'll be full bloom? It will be in full bloom. I'll have to check on that one. (laughs) Okay. Now, what kind of um, activities go on during the jacaranda festival in Grafton? Well, it's a huge phenomenon. Virtually two weeks of festivities kicking off with what's known as Jacaranda Thursday, which oh, yeah. is 
always held down at the local park in the centre of Grafton, down there with a stage set up and, and they have a free sausage sizzle and uh, lots of giveaways, things like that. And then later in the morning, they have the dignitaries and uh, everyone gives a bit of a speech and as to what's happening. And they introduce what is known as the Jacaranda Queen, which um, I'm a devout monarchist, but I do believe in the Grafton Queen. <laughs> and uh, she takes pride of place. Uh, she's like the Queen Bee for over a 12-month so period <laughs> until she's uh, re-elected. The so there's no year. Jacaranda Prince? It's just a uh, no, no, there's no Jacaranda Prince, <laughs> but uh, last time it was Queen Bronte and... <laughs> So Queen Bronte reigns from a, she did. From she a tree supreme. somewhere. Yes. <laughs> but we're living in woke times, so now <laughs> it will be a jacaranda person. But I don't see that that will actually affect the jacaranda queen. No question about that, Pete. That's a good observation. OK, getting back to the jacaranda. Uh, somebody mentioned to me that it's very popular this time of year with Japanese tourists who want to get married. What's the story about that? Oh, I don't know. They seem to have some sort of a connection with it, but... They come to town to get they, married they do. under they the come, tree. They, they on, on, on organised tours, buses yeah. pull up and they're just exited by a lot of Japanese. They get out and uh, they cause ha- tra- traffic problems. They stand in the middle of the road, even lie in the middle of the road when the blossoms fall off the tree and there's a carpet of blossoms on the ground. They lie down and they want to be photographed. So it's... Um, it's quite a big event for the Japanese. And Talking to Peter Cook, a resident of uh, Grafton, the Jacaranda Festival coming up this week, how long does this, um, this, this phenomenon last? I mean, by the end of uh, October, are they still in bloom or does it um, continue no, into November? No, it's short-lived. It's probably maybe three weeks is the oh, maximum. Okay. Right, the tree okay. and all the, yeah. the blossoms fall off and that creates a lot of mess in a lot of other... Uh, or a lot, a lot of problems in other areas you know, because they've become quite slippery. So oh, you've just got to be oh, careful okay, right. of, uh, if you're not treading on, especially if on a, if it's been raining. Well, imagine like, all the motels become full of observers and guests in town. Ah, yes, yes. Travellers yeah. are staying at various places in their caravans and the like. Uh, yes, there's, hmm. there's a lot of travellers that come from interstate and yeah. overseas. It's... Uh, Quite a big event. Yeah, I didn't realise it was such a big event until I sort of come here. And there's a lot of gardens, private gardens that are open, and there's buses take people out there. Yes. Uh, they can have high tea, and they have a, another big function over there at the race course where it uh, might be catering for a couple of hundred people who are having jacaranda lunch. So uh, you're planning on place. attending any of these? Uh, in uh, your that's own for the, time? mainly for the high society. Okay, right. Well, I do notice though the name on the plaque at your residence here is Jacaranda Court. Yes, so we, it's we, all in the spirit. And we have a Jacaranda Street just over there too, and there's there a Jacaranda are. Avenue. So uh, the place has taken on a, a fair bit of the I, Jacaranda. I can see persona. one day, mate. Graft the name Grafton will fall away. And they'll call it Jacaranda. Well, instead. I'm not too sure what the future's going to be. As I say, the, the, the woke is taking place and a lot of the feeling is that the Jacaranda's not being native should be replaced by native trees. Oh, that'd be so I don't know whether it will become... Yes, I think it was the South... The Gumtree Festival or something. 
<laughs> Waratah. Doesn't festival. quite have the same ring, does no, it? No, it doesn't. <laughs> oh, that's great news. Well, there it is, uh, folks. If you want to travel up to uh, Grafton and spend some time next couple of weeks, you've got the opportunity. You might meet up with Pete. Pete Cook somewhere in the main street of Grafton. Yeah, always getting around lane. town. Yes, absolutely. Mr. Jack Aranda. Mr. Jack. Okay, Pete, nice talking to you. Great having you in town, Pete. Hope you enjoy your stay. And this is the Gardening Gang on the road. Road Trip Radio on Coast FM 96. Coast FM 963 and you're at home with the Gardening Gang. Time for MC Microbe with Green Living. Hello, MC. Hey, gang. We're talking about beans today, growing beans and... Uh, you know, once you grow beans, you want to eat beans. So I thought you'd be, being a young man, you're probably used to eating baked beans. And I know you're a bit of a cook and sustainability uh, expert. Have you got a recipe for baked beans by any chance? This recipe is all credit to the girls from Cornersmith. It's like a kitchen guide at this book. It's called Use It All. Uh-huh. Um, Alex Elliott Cowrie and Jamie Edwards are their names. But they have, of course, the best baked bean recipe in here. I have made this before. can confirm that it is absolutely delicious. You can make this from a can of beans or you can soak dried beans if you've got them at hand. Um, yeah. you, pretty much any bean of your choice, red kidney beans is what I've got in the pantry at the moment. So that's what I'll be making these with. So you, when you're soaking beans, you just soak them in water overnight. The next day, you drain and rinse them well. So you place them in a large saucepan covered with plenty of water, obviously, and then bring that to a boil and just until the beans are soft. So, you know, about an hour for the amount that they call for. It's about mm-hmm. 200 grams. Next, make sure the water hasn't completely evaporated while cooking. But yeah, basically, once those beans are soft, you, you drain and rinse the cooked beans under some cold water so they stop cooking and if you're using canned beans then you don't even you can skip that entirely you're ready to go just right yeah um, give them a rinse you just rinse them yep so pretty much you find yourself with some oil or some butter in, in a saucepan and you're heating up a, an un, half about a, a diced onion mm-hmm. um, you're cooking that and then you add a bit of a bacon if, if you like after you cook that with the onion in the pan, you're going to add some smoked paprika, just about a tablespoon, or if you like me, I'll always double whatever they call for in recipes. You like the spicy. Spice, you, like, like, you like things I like spicy. Flavor. Okay, like all right. Flavor. Yeah, add some fresh cracked pepper or some pepper if you got that, mm-hmm. um, and then adding the drained beans. So on top of that, you put in a can of tomatoes or some posada sauce too, you could use oh, it, I guess. Oh, yes. Um, it's an Italian, yummy. Give everything a good stir. So it's just a one-pot wonder dish. This is why it's so great. And you put it into, ideally, if your saucepan can take the handle off and it's got a, an oven-proof lid, you mm. can put that, that's your baking tray too, so it can go straight in there mm. into the oven. Otherwise, yeah, you're, you're putting it into a, a baking dish from the fry pan. Okay. From there, what are we doing? We're putting the beans, so you're putting a cover on them. A lid is fine. Otherwise, you can just cover it with some foil. Yep. And bake it for about 45 minutes, uncover it, see how it looks. If it needs, like, if it looks a little dry, you can top it up with a bit more posada or um, even a dash of water is fine too. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to add a bit of honey or maple syrup, ah. um, just about a tablespoon, so not a lot, just to balance it out. Then a bit of salt, half a teaspoon, and half a cup of stock or water if it's looking dry again. Okay. Um, and then bake that for a further 30 Wow, uh, okay. know, that's pretty much it, you know. All right, Green Living with MC Micro. Thanks a lot, MC. Take care, gang. Thanks. You're with-
with the gardening gang right here on Coast FM 963. There's Marsha Hines here at Coast FM. She's back in popularity. I see her popping up on film clips now and interviews. There's something in the air for Marsha. We're not quite yeah, sure what yet. Maybe, yeah. There she is, great performer. Marsha Hines here at Coast FM. Talking about a great performer, by the way, in the gardening mm-hmm. game today. We've got the lovely Vicky on the line here from the Rara Valley Nursery. Good morning, Vic. Morning, Vicky. Hey, good morning, guys. What's it like outside? Give us a local forecast because I can't see out the window here at the moment. The windows have been covered. It's overcast, but it's nice and warm. Okay, that's the go today on the Central Coast. Also, too, by the way, Vicky, if you're living out towards the entrance, they've got the, uh, the big fest. Chrome Fest. Chrome Fest, Chrome Chrome fest, fest is on, yeah. Look yeah, at you're us. You're a bit of a car rev head. <laughs> You'll be I'm going there as there. soon as I'm finished on the oh, radio this morning. Yeah. Well, well done. What? <laughs> What a great opportunity. Mm. Like the Crime Fest uh, festivities. Festivities? Festivities on. Yeah, they have lots of things on. It's not just the car show. They have uh, lots of dances. performances. Dances. I remember no being down there. Though. No, no, no. Well, I tell you what, all those 50s rock and rollers, they all have really nice flowery dresses and they wear all those beautiful <laughs> head things they with do. They do. I love those the girls. The flowers. Now, girls. Vic, talking about what's hot... In the Chrome Fest world, what about the gardening world? Because you're here right. this morning from the Rara Valley Nursery to tell us what's going on in the nursery world at the moment. Mm? <laughs> Coachwood Nursery having an open day today and tomorrow, open from 9am to 3pm. Entry is free. They're located 900 Wiseman Ferry Road, Summersby. So if you love succulents, head out there. Mm-hmm. Mother Earth Nursery at Point Clare has some very bright and colourful bougainvillea. Forest's Beach Garden Centre have got lots and lots of sun patients in pink, purple, orange and red. Ooh. And Cabinet Lee Rowan's at Arimba, he reckons it's time to get your New South Wales Christmas bush in and he's got loads of the Aubrey's red in stock. And if you're looking for maidenhair fern, as I know a lot of you are, Burbank and Erina have got plenty of them in stock for you now. Okay. Yeah. Now tell us what specifically Narara Valley Nursery has that you'd like to highlight this morning. All right, I need a drum roll, please. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's lavender. Yay! I love and what it. got? We've got so much lavender. We've got French lavender, Italian mm. lavender, English lavender, Avon View lavender, Laviana pink and Laviana purple. It's an absolute bee heaven at the nursery right now. And next week we'll have the Lavanova range from PGA, which will include the Queen, Princess and Bubbleberry lavenders. Now, lavender is the same colour as mm. jacaranda, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, Okay, yes, it must let's be the make the Central Coast smell great again. Mm. <laughs> What's not hot, Vic? What do you want to put a downer on today? I've got a little bit of a story. So your friend Noel, he um, he came <laughs> he came to the nursery on his last visit with um, a great idea for eradicating weeds, mm-hmm. and um, it's a flamethrower. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's like, it's so hot, it's not hot. He's, um, he's given this flamethrower to Brad and Brad has diligently, one afternoon, decided to stay back at work as he does and eradicate some weeds with the flamethrower. Because we're very anti-chemicals at the nursery. Well, that's it. It's probably... I'm having a laugh, but you know what? I, I prefer the flamethrower than chemicals, so... And yeah, so, well, that's what, that's what we kind of thought, and that was the idea behind it. But anyway, the not hot part is yes. that it ended up burning more than just the weeds. <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem. You can't really just. How's the nursery going? Do this part and not the other. We part. had a lot of markdowns. <laughs> 
be missing a few hairs off his face and head today. So if you're going right. to the nursery, give him a really hard time about the flamethrower. It's right. Okay, so there's a second-hand flamethrower for sale. And a, fire, and a fire sale table as well. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. There were some good bargains this week, but we've managed to clear those off and get some new stock in. So it's looking amazing, the nursery today again. Now, the Gardening Gang, the famous competition yes. fact or fib show. And what have you got to tell us today? I have. Fact okay. Or a fib? Is it a fact or is it a fib? Okay. During the nighttime bombardments of the German positions in the Second World War by the RAF, that's the Royal uh, Air Force Flying Squadron, isn't it? Um, <laughs> there were some concerns that the targets were being missed because of poor visibility. So, in an effort to remedy the situation, the pilots took a leaf out of the Royal Australian Navy boys. Now, you might have heard of Navy beans. They're haricot beans, and they're called Navy beans because the Navy used to eat them. And they did it because it improved their eyesight. So the Raffy Chaffies used to eat Navy beans, like baked beans. That's what they used to make their baked beans out of to improve their eyesight. And everyone, before they went on their flying missions, had to eat a great big bowl of baked beans. Is that a fact or is it a fib? Well, I would say when you think about baked beans and men, that would be to warm up the suit, I think, because uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think you're giving us a bit of a fib there, Sherilyn. <laughs> what do you reckon, Vic? I, I don't know. I'm thinking I might go with truth today. Oh. Ah, okay. It's a complete. It's not completely false. It is <laughs> false, though. But the story has an element of truth in it. It was actually Bilberry's Bilberry Jam. Had nothing to do with the Navy. Nothing to do with Navy beans. However, the Raffy Chappies used to eat Bilberry Jam sandwiches before they went on their raids, but not beans. Okay, Vic. I'm sorry to say that you've lost again this week. I've been done like that's a dinner again. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> He's back. <laughs> Okay, Vic, thanks for your time this morning. Thanks, Vicky. Have a good day. Bye. Okay, bye for now. Coast FM. Feel right at home with the gardening gang. Coast FM 963. Those. And there's the fabulous Madonna and Cherish at 10 minutes after 9 o'clock, heading off to Chrome Fest today at the entrance. It's going to be an absolutely magnificent event after not being held, Sherwin, for two years. Yeah, that's because right. Of that other thing we don't want to talk about. We don't about. mention that. Oh. Uh, just so a little reminder as well that the markets that are on there at the entrance, usually in the car park, <laughs> in the Denning Street car park, isn't on this week, but they'll be returning next week after Chrome Fest. They need lots of room for all those cars and things that are going well, on. Well, many of the streets around the entrance have been closed off. There's mm-hmm. obviously adequate uh, alternative routes to go through, mm. but uh, certainly with the crowds expected over the weekend, it's going to be a hectic part of the world. But lots of fun. Absolutely. <laughs> now, this is The Gardening Gang. We're being sponsored today by Alan Graham's Caravans and RVs yes. at Wyoming and also Doormaster Security Doors and Windows. Time to get your hands dirty, gangsters. That's right, gardening gangsters, right across the central coast and in all temperate areas of Australia. In case you're tuning in, time to get your gloves on, time to get your gum boots on and get out there and get your gloves and hands dirty. Right now, it's time to give your azaleas some love. Most have completed flowering for the year, so pick off any dead or dying blossoms. And it's very important to do this as leaving them on as the weather heats up will invite fungal diseases like the dreaded azalea petal blight to take hold. It's also time to prune them back, remove any dead 
twigs and branches, shorten any long shoots to keep your plant tidy and give your azalea a good feed around the roots, water in well and then mulch and then you'll have beautiful azaleas next year. Right, what to plant? Well, lots of things because it's spring, of course, so here's just a tiny selection. You can plant culinary herbs, artichoke suckers, beans, beans, get all those beans in, beetroot, blueberries, cabbage, capsicum, carrots, celery, chicory, cherries, chilies. I just put some chilies in from Narara Valley Nursery. Yum, yum. Cucumbers, eggplants, kohlrabi, lettuce, marrow, mustard, spring onions, tubers of potatoes. Quick, get them in and you might have uh, little baby potatoes for Christmas. Time to get your pumpkins in. Radish, raspberry, rhubarb, rosella, silver beet squashes, strawberries, sweet corn, sweet potato, the shoots only, tomatoes, you can still get those in, and zucchinis. A few of the flowers, cosmos, carnation, geraniums, gypsophila, gerberas, petunias, nasturtiums, and get those sunflowers in quick, 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 and you might have them in time for Christmas as well. Really, sunflowers will get uh, cropping by Christmas? They grow the really, really fast. Really? If you put some of the dwarf ones, like the teddy bears, in, you'll definitely get them by uh, Christmas. Oh, They're oh, a very fast Would they work growing. in Saratoga, you think? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just you. looking at you going, why wouldn't they, Pete? Like, <laughs> is it sunny in Saratoga? It's like, oh, is it like, oh, I'm sorry, we already have, you know, everything's like, you know, roses no, and we already have... Particularly about uh, the exclusiveness of the suburb. Oh, I don't know. And I just thought they, maybe that was an orchard area. It <laughs> right. could have been affected by... Sunflowers grow anywhere, Pete, oh, as long as they get sun. So they grow, okay, they grow fast, <laughs> they grow anywhere. Uh, they just need lots of sun and, uh, and, and off they go. Tommy and Tony rang up and they're after a song for uh, to play this morning. Uh-huh. Uh, we'll just break into the gardening gang and just feature a track which I think is kind of fit for okay. Chrome Fest, one of those early tracks. And this is the, the Be Hit by Frankie Valley in the Four Seasons. You'll know it. There ain't just like honey to the bee bee. FM 963, home of the great classic hits and also home of the gardening gang. We love talking about our pets here on the gardening gang because we do talk about home things as well. And we've got an additional pet vet nurse that's having a little bit of a chat with us and that's Liza. Welcome to the show, Liza. Thank you, Sherilyn. I hope you're having a great day. Now, I've got a dog, everybody knows, I talk about him too much, but he's had to go on a little bit of medication lately, and I'm really old school. I'm like, just open his mouth up and shove those pills down there, but is there really a right way and maybe a more gentle way to get your dogs, cats, and maybe even birds to take their medicines, Liza? I think there's some really great tips you can do out there. The first thing I'd say is always try the food type of treats and things like that if you can. Mm -hmm. If it's a dog or a cat, a really good way to get things down are things like Tex Paste. They're a really old school smelly fish paste. It's like an anchovy paste. You can get in any grocers. Yes, yes, yes. It's quite a manual kind of paste. Mm -hmm. And so they're really good for hiding pills in and It's really good to try and mix up when you give it. So obviously with pets, you want to give the medication as directed and usually it's around the same time every day. So whether that's twice a day or once a day, 
What you might want to do is distract them by getting a collar out if you're able to take them for a walk, give them the little bit of pex paste with the pill hidden inside and then go off for a walk. So they're not always associating it with a struggle, with someone coming at me, with someone putting me on a table. These can often make it really easy and much more calm and relaxing for a pet to take the medication. For Mm -hmm. a bird, often too, if you can follow up with seeds that they particularly like, like sunflower seeds that are often a treat or fruit, Um, If it's the parrot, that can often really help as well. The other thing to do as soon as you've got that pill in, shut your cat or dog's mouth and give them a kiss on the nose. This gives them an automatic response to swallow. Really? And that pill was much more likely to go down than just letting their mouth go and they start doing that whole whole hacking up. (laughs) A kiss kiss on the nose. Is that it? A kiss on the nose or even a blow on the nose. If you don't want to kiss them, some people don't like it. Just even a little blow, like a little And the other really heavy-duty medication that people struggle with is eardrops. So a really big thing with eardrops, in especially dogs and cats, is a lot of people tend to shovel, like really get the nozzle as far deep in. And some vets really do advise it. But if your pet's really, really aggravated by it, Mm -hmm. use the ear like a funnel. Hold it up and back and out. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like like a watering funnel and drip it down and then really massage the ears and you're still going to get what you need to do. Right, okay. These are fantastic. <laughs> You've made me look at Pex Paste in a whole new light now. You've surprised me so much. I didn't even know it was still available, but I, it was something I liked as a it kid. It is. <laughs> there and you, you go. you can get Pex Paste. And the good thing is if you do have an animal who isn't really into the fish flavour, mm. it does come like in a chicken and lizard flavour yes, as well. It does, yes, and i And if you pop it in the fridge, it makes it even that much more mandible. Wow. So you can okay. get it around those tablets. The other really cool trick too, actually, if you've really got a super fussy animal who really seems to be able to cotton on that you're trying to do something dodgy mm-hmm. and a bit sneaky, if you actually make little balls of it, so you have a couple of balls that have nothing in it and a couple that have like one that has the tablet in it. Right. And so what you do is you make them sit, give them the one with nothing in it, give them another one with nothing in it and just keep shoving it at them <laughs> right up in their face and give them the third one with the tablet in it and then have a fourth one that has nothing in it. And they're just so busy getting these treats down they just they don't, don't even notice. About it. It's the old switcheroo. All right, Liza, these are, these are great tips. Thank you so much for joining us on The Gardening Gang, and we look forward to more of your no, no pet problem. tips in the future. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. You're listening to Coast FM 963. FM 963, home of the great classic hits and also home of the gardening gang. Lachlan McDonald from Ray White Partners at Point Clare and also now at East Gosford. Good morning, Lachlan. Good morning, Sherilyn. Now, I've got one for you. I've been thinking about this. A lot of people are going to auction at the moment, it seems, and I've never actually bought anything from auction, but I have got a friend who said that recently they went to an auction And they were the only people bidding and they were a bit confused of what to do. Like, was this a good situation or not? And uh, should they just put one bid in? I asked them what happened and they said they got a little bit of cold feet during it and they're still negotiating. But what should we do if we do turn up at an auction and we're the only bidders? Yeah, well, I think something which a lot of buyers aren't prepared for. And, you know, we often hear people say things at auctions uh, when they might be maybe not the only bidder, but 
at least the only active bidder, the only mm. one actually making bids. They might say things like, oh, you know, well, I'm not going to bid against myself if no one else is bidding. On the surface, I understand it makes sense. But the thing is, if you turn up to an auction and you happen to be the only bidder or the only active bidder, mm -hmm. you've got an owner that is committed to an auction process. They really want to see a sale at auction today. So you've actually got a really good chance to perhaps secure the home at a price that's lower than it would have otherwise been. So you're actually in the box seat. If you turn up and you sort of think, well, I'm the only one and that's actively bidding and you start low and then <laughs> hope for the best, how should you approach it when you're actually standing there ready to bid? So a lot of the time the agent will tell you that. If they do, what a really good thing to do is as a buyer mm. is put forward a good offer. Don't put forward something that's really low because the owner will often take that as you trying to take advantage of the situation right. and have a bit of a lend of them. Sometimes that can start the whole process off on a bit of a negative foot, if that makes sense. Okay. Are there any other indications that you can look at to sort of know that you are the only bidder? Well, I mean, you can certainly see if there are people in the room that the agent's talking to, but they're not bidding. Like that's a uh -huh. very good indication that, you know, they're interested, but maybe they're, they're not putting their hand up. Uh -huh. Now, a lot of people assume that when the agent says things like there are other buyers that couldn't get ready for the auction, most people assume, oh, they're just saying that and, you know, we're not going to do anything. But the reality is with finance taking so much longer these days, the banks are taking so long to get things through. In nine out of 10 auctions, there's always at least a couple of people that didn't get ready in time. So genuinely, there can be people sitting in the crowd that are interested, they're keen on the property, and they're hoping that it passes in because then they can make an offer subject to finance. All right. Thanks a lot for joining us, Lachlan. Great advice as always. That was Lachlan McDonald from McDonald Partners from Point Clare and also East Gosford. Thanks, Lachlan. Thanks, Alan. You're listening to Coast FM 963. Yes, here at Coast FM, what a beauty. One of my favourite artistes, Robbie Williams. Robbie, yeah. And Rock DJ. Getting out dancing. You'll be dancing in cans I next will. week. I Cheryl, will. I will at you? the Community Broadcasting yeah. Association Awards. I will be. Now, I will caution you on the pina coladas. They make them very strong up there at Cairns. <laughs> now, um, Sheldon's going to be in Cairns next week. The theme of their program is called, Sherilyn, Tropical, tropical Plants. Tropical Plants for the Central at Coast place. at your place. Okay. So I'll be getting some tips from some experts up there on how we can keep our tropical plants nice and tropical here on the Central Coast and also think sort of, oh, I don't know, ferny sort of things. And I'm going to find out if bat flowers can grow down here because my mum grows really good bat flowers and I've heard some of the nurseries are starting to stock them down here as well. So I'm going to go and get some insider tips from my mum who's the bat flower queen of Cairns. And can you give me, uh, can, I should say, can you give her a big cuddle for me? I've never I met the lady will. but I feel as though I do. She listens so every she's single... She's, she's a big fan of yours, Pete. I thought she was listening for me. Why? But she's... <laughs> News next at Coast FM. At